Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, uh, September 5th, 2022. What's going on? How are you? How you doing? I hope you're doing all right. I'm not doing all right. I'm in a fucking depressed mood. I really am. I just, you know... You know, I think the way you stay out of depression is you just give up hope. And then you just sit back and you just got to fucking laugh at the whole thing. But you can't because there's like kids involved. You know? Bill, what are you talking about? You know what I'm talking about? I'm talking about the fact it's been over 100 degrees out. and It's going to be that way for like five straight days out here. And like... If you read up on this shit, since the late 1950s, scientists were warning corporations and politicians that these days were coming. They did fucking nothing about it. They just kept taking the paychecks from the evil cunts. They started making shit. Uh, what, what is the stuff where you design it to break? Design obsolescence, whatever the fuck that they did. So you just had to keep throwing your shit out. They put repairmen out of business. You just had to keep buying the new thing. We just kept throwing the shit in the ocean. And now here we are. Here we are, right? And then what are these fucking news corporations going to do who allegedly love this country and are allegedly trying to steer us into a bluer or redder future, whatever the fuck their politics are? What are they doing? Nothing. All they're going to do is just do what they do to make money is scare the herd. Now you're going to see a bunch of fucking articles about water and the scarcity of water and all of that. And they're just going to pit us against each other as they're up there banging hookers, eating crap. I give up. I fucking give up. It was, it was easier to give up when you could just go outside. But uh, like the level of fucking... <laughs> I mean, I went outside this morning to shut off the lights, you know. I guess I shouldn't leave those on, huh? It's a waste of shit, right? Maybe I should get a gun instead of leave the lights on. That's probably better for, that's better for global warming. Don't leave your lights on all night. Let the burglar come in. Kill the burglar. Now you just ended somebody's carbon footprint. There we go. Look at that. Look at that. Two minutes, 39 seconds in. We came up with the solution where I can make my little corner of the earth a little better. Um, anyway, uh, and I know they're, they're out here, they're telling people to lose, use less water. And I know good and goddamn well, all the richie rich people out here, like that doesn't apply to us and they're fucking doing whatever the fuck it is that they want to do. Having a water orgy. (laughs) That'll be the new way to display wealth. You know, in hip-hop videos in the future, rappers will be dumping Fiji water on some stripper's ass. You know, that'll be the new Cristal. Um, Oh, well. Well, you know what? You can only die once. Here's one. Would you rather fucking dry out like this or freeze to death? I don't know. Anyway, speaking of fucking disasters, and I've been staying away from this one you know, because my team sucks this year. But it's, I got to address it at this point. The New York Yankees are in the midst of one of the most historic regular season, if not the most historic collapse that I've ever seen. And I'm a fucking Red Sox fan. I'm not one of these new, new ones that they, they know a couple of fucking World Series every decade, right? I'm part of the old school. Like, I'm trying to think in 1978, we had a sizable lead. It was not fucking 17 games. They had a 17 game. That's the that's kind of lead you have on a last place team. I'll tell you how bad we suck. As much as there's shit in the bed, we're still 13 and a half games back um, at 66 and 68. I mean, if you told me in September that the Red Sox would only have 66 wins, I would say we would be at least 30 games back. On the Yankees. Instead, we're 13 and a half. The Tampa Bay Devil Rays, as of Saturday night, won the first two of, I believe, a three or four game series. 
Um, they win today on Sunday. They're going to be three games back, and we have a whole month left. Tampa is on a tear. They won eight of their last ten, at least on this thing. I don't know what the, their deal is. Eight of the eight and two, their last ten. Yankees four and six. Baltimore seven and three. Toronto and Boston six and four. Fucking unbelievable. Cleveland. The Guardians, the security company, they're shit in the bed. The Twins are only a game back. White Sox are two games back. AL Central, wide open. Um, and now, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, running away with the best record in the American League. Who would have thought it? The Houston Astros. No trash cans. Didn't go to Home Depot. Just doing it with good old-fashioned iPhones. They're, <laughs> they're 85 and 48. The Seattle, almost called them the Seahawks, the Seattle Mariners, 75 and 58. I mean, this is, it's fucking bananas. New York Mets, best record in New York City baseball. Who would have thought? 85 and 49. But they're only two games up against the defending World Series champions. The Atlanta Braves don't count them out. And then the St. Louis Cardinals, who arguably have an MVP themselves at first base. Whatever his fucking name is. I was looking up his stats. Hitting like 330. It's got 32 home runs. And you're like, oh, Aaron Judge has 51. All right, well, he only has five more RBIs than that guy. You still got to give it to Aaron Judge. And then the best record in baseball at 91 and 49. Running away with the division is the Los Angeles Dodgers. Um, I mean, what the fuck happened? I, I thought I was like, I was like, you know, when the Yankees go play the Angels, I got to go see them. This is, you get, this is like seeing the 98 Yankees. You got to go, as much as you hate them, you got to go see it. This is going to be one of the great fucking teams of all time. They are now 594 winning percentage. They dropped like 100 fucking points, percentage points. Since July. And I went to the All-Star game. The buddy of mine who's a Yankee fan. And he was standing tall wearing that Yankee hat. Um, Red Sox have actually been kind of fun to watch uh, right now. Because they they're, they're bringing, up, uh, just bringing up some young talent. Seeing what they do. Some kid from Worcester came up and hit a fucking monster. Over the monster. Over the screen. No souvenir for you. Probably hit the parking attendant across the street, hit an absolute bomb. And then I saw this other kid, young kid, like 23 years old, came out and he pitched like six solid innings like a week ago or something like that. I don't know. I'm in that edit room. I'm never getting out of that edit room. I don't think it's ever going to end. I was all excited. You know, we're going to lock on this day in September. I'm like, great. I'm like, fantastic. And then it's behind me. All right. I did Fenway. That's behind me. Now the movie's behind me. They're like, nope. Then we do the color and the sound. (laughs) I now know why directors have those fucking ZZ Top beards. (laughs) You know, they just fucking get in there. And I don't think they have time. It has to be. After a while, you just get it down. It has to be. I would think so. But my, le- my level of respect for uh, directors, editors, producers, and all of that type of shit. This has been a very, very great thing for me to do. I am towards the end. But, uh, you know, I-, I really envisioned myself by mid-September having that old school football fan hat. You know, the hard hat with the two cups of beer and the straw. It went right to your mouth. Um... Which was a funny idea. It was always a funny idea. Nobody really did it. You're not going to sit there like, what are you, like a fucking pacifier? There, there are certain things, especially back then. Especially back then. that you just Certain things you could not do. You could not drink a beer, <laughs> beer with a straw. I was just thinking if there was like a reality show where it was like whoever gets their ass kicked in a bar first, you know, gets to the next round. A good move would be to, to go into a, a, you know, a bar that's known to have a bunch of uh, tough customers, as they used to say, 
and go in there and, and, and get a beer with, and start drinking it with a straw. And then just looking at a few guys a little bit too long. <laughs> if you survived, you would advance to the next round. Um, anyway, uh, I watched some football yesterday. Um, I watched all of the, uh, I just sat and watched the whole thing. I watched the Georgia Bulldogs versus them, versus them Oregon Ducks. And I'll tell you right now, them, them dogs had ducks for fucking dinner, man. I mean, it wasn't even a game. It wasn't even a game. Just from the beginning to the end. I didn't see the bands at halftime, but I'm guessing Georgia fucking played a better flute than they did in fucking Oregon. It was just a wire to wire trashing. I mean, it was like we it was like a third of the third quarter was left. And they were already talking about how the quarterback from Oregon is a gamer and he's going to learn something from this. It was one of those games. You know, there's a, there's a lot of pride in this Oregon Oregon Duck uh, team out here, you know? You know, they and I'll tell you right now. You know, they they got they got they got uh, Les Steckel over here and uh, Harry Miles. Yeah, they're great uh, coaches. And, uh, you know, they're, they're going to build these kids up. They're going to know what to do. They're, they're, they're going to they're watch the game film. And, and, uh, if, I, if, I know, and if I know Les Steckle Miles, he's going to put this behind him. And uh, I'll tell you right now, I would not, not want to be the team that is playing the Oregon Ducks next week. They were doing that in the third quarter. <laughs> you know, they have some pretty green uniforms. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, there's a lot of positives to take from this. Who else, who else would, would think to put those feathers on the side like wings to, to insinuate and remind folks at home that they, they are, in fact, the ducks? I mean, if I'm Emilio Estevez right now, I'm thinking, why did I make the Mighty Ducks about a hockey team when I should have made it about these Oregon Ducks? In the third quarter. In the third quarter. Some of the best concessions I've ever eaten. It was actually in Georgia, so I can't say that. Um, and, uh, yeah, Georgia Bulldog fans. I mean, Jesus Christ, if you bet that game and you bet the dogs, you, I mean, it's just one of those few games you could just put your fucking feet up. I guess the quarterback at Oregon was at Auburn, and then he transferred. Um, that's like a big thing now, transferring. Way more than it used to be. Um, kids just switching around and shit and now money's going to get involved and all of that. It's just going to be, uh, you know, another thing for global warming. Let's make super conferences in football. <laughs> Let's have another 60 teams of, of fucking team planes flying around. That's going to be like another selling point. At the, at, you know, when, when they start paying them is going to be like, well, what kind of team plane do you have? Um, but anyway, uh, I just got a text message. I have no idea what this means. You get to the hotel. No, oh, no, sorry. That, that was an old one. So you get to the hotel tomorrow at 3.30. It's like, I'm not in a fucking hotel tomorrow. I'm home. Baby! Enjoying... A little bit of Labor Day. And then I watched uh, the first half, which was a great half of football, of Notre Dame versus Ohio State, uh, which kind of went the direction I thought it was. But I did not think that um, that Notre Dame was going to look that good against Ohio State. And Ohio State looked great. Um, I liked uh, I liked it. They had, there was actually some balls in the Notre Dame team, they were fucking putting the hats on people as much as you can without getting called for a fucking, uh, what do you call it, uh, targeting or something like that. But um, And then Ohio State, very impressive, weathered the storm, as they said. They weathered the storm, and then they were, they were 21-10, but there was a moment there. It was like 7-3. to three. I'm looking, looking at fucking Notre Dame. I thought maybe they get like a field goal, and then Ohio State was going to do the old right there, Fred. What does, what does. What does, and next thing you know, it's like 28-3 at the half, you know, and everybody's running around after every fucking, you know, what the fucking University of Miami started with that turnover chain is just, uh, 
It's just really gotten out of control. Like, I don't even, I don't even understand what it is. My buddy sent me one. Like, if you, they get a turnover, they, the guy goes over and he play, plays the slots, which I'm surprised the NCAA allows that. You're encouraging gambling, which we want to get in business with, but want you to stay away from. <laughs> like, honestly, how long before the, the DraftKings and all of those guys, they'll get down to that level? Um, by the way, my wife watched a couple of uh, fucking um, documentaries this week, and I've just been so fucking wiped out. I kind of fell asleep during them. And uh, she watched that one. Uh, I think I brought it up on the last podcast. She was watching the one of that kid at Notre Dame that got fished. I mean, that whole fucking wild scenario. And then it was funny because the person that was doing it was actually a dude who then transitioned. So then they couldn't really give that person shit <laughs> without looking like transphobic or something. It's just like, there's a lot of people that transitioned. They never did that. <laughs> Just because you transition doesn't mean you can't also be an asshole. I mean, that's how it works. There's assholes everywhere. And I just thought that they could have gone a little fucking harder and been like, hey, asshole, just because you were dealing with this. this." But but doesn't it then reflect on society that this person wasn't allowed to be who they wanted to be? I think they, they go that way. I don't know. I guess we're all assholes at the end of the day. Isn't that what it is? Oh, gee, Bill, that was so fucking deep. It took you 17 minutes to come to that conclusion. Um, anyway, uh, I don't even tell you about it. Like, I don't even know. I'm like fucking like just sitting here in air conditioning thinking like I'm just adding to it just being more hot outside. How do you think this ends? You've seen that shit where they have all that. They have like all this underground thing, underground with <clears throat> that the, uh, the government has like these underground, like fucking super bunkers with enough food for like 30 years. <clears throat> I think that that's their, uh, I think that that's their game plan. It's just self-preservation because then what's going to happen is you're going to be down there but this is the thing, though. Oh, that's a good sci-fi movie. Is then they get down there, right? And they survive. And then everybody dies up top, right? And then they're down there. What are they going to do after a while? Huh? They're going to fucking, they're going to be banging each other, right? Which means they're going to be making kids. And then they're only going to have a, a certain supply of, uh, of food, because everything above ground is going to be too goddamn hot and dead, right? It's all burned up. You can't do anything, right? You, you just got to stay on. And they and then their survival is they they're going to have to live underground, and eventually, you know. Oh my God! They're going to start eating each other, and then how does that work? Do the young eat the old? Do the olds keep making younger ones so they got some to eat. How does it work? You know what I mean? What are the rules? Is every race invited? Like, you know, what part of the menu does does a white baby go on versus... <laughs> uh, or we could try to fuck... Why can't we work together? I don't know. It's like, oh, it's like fucking real housewives. I don't understand why everybody can't just be like, all right, let's just step back, take a fucking break. You know why? Because of, um, you know why? Because God makes sociopaths. That's why. And God makes slack-jawed, mouth-breathing fucking morons that just prevents it from working. That's basically, that's basically what it is. So I would think, here's the one. What, what if they just somehow, they came up with a test and they just figured out, how to get rid of anybody who isn't empathetic, you know? I'd say anybody who wasn't racist or homophobic, but everybody has degrees of that. Like, there's no fucker. I don't care how open-minded you are. There is a social situation 
that 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 you can get put in where you're going to be like i have to get the fuck out of here i'm not comfortable so um i guess i'm saying there's no solution but it is football season (laughs) um anyway i've been uh i've been having a great week back here as far as like hanging out with the kids despite the fact it's been so friggin' hot dude it was so hot i had to literally uh you know which also adds to global warming is i had you know flown a helicopter and fucking forever and i was gonna forget how to do it i had to do it at like fucking eight in the morning <laughs> and i'm up there like and i'm spraying low lead fuel into the atmosphere so what am i doing oh man we we've gotten ourselves this this podcast this is too deep this is too deep for me all right it's just fucking too much man um i have been seeing things on there saying that global warming is a lie this planet can sustain 18 billion people it's just like is that right and just exactly what does that look like <laughs> i mean that swirl of trash that we've achieved I'm going to look at it positively that we achieved all the shit that we've thrown out from all the shit that we bought that we didn't need. Oh, it was designed to break. So we'd have to buy another one is now like two miles deep and like one and a half times the size of Texas. The last time I had the balls to even look at it. Uh, That's what 7 billion people did. So you want to go, you want to double that plus you want, you want to go one and a half more. I don't know. I don't know about that. That's why, you know, you you would have thought Mother Nature would have come a little harder with COVID. You know, we're still out fucking whatever she can come with. You know, it's kind of like that Ohio State game. For as much as Notre Dame showed up and played their A game, they weathered the storm, and then they just kept fucking going. They put a couple of dents in the side of their refrigerator, but they 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 didn't they didn't tip it over. Is that a new sports analogy, Bill? Is that the Food Network meets meets the fucking uh, SEC channel? Um. Anyway, I'm. I gotta take. I gotta pause here because I'm still waiting for uh my advertising, my adverts for the week. Let me see if these things showed up here. Let me see. Let me. Let's see here. Do 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 do. Why does it take me so long to get to what the fuck that I need? I don't know what the fuck I downloaded, but now every time I go to click on something, like four other new windows pop up. Like, hey, you want to watch this video on YouTube? It doesn't say hey, but like that's the vibe I get from it. It's fucking annoying. So, all right, I guess I don't have anything there. Well, there goes that. There goes that discussion. Um, by the way, uh, NFL football starts this Thursday night with the Buffalo Bills versus the defending Super Bowl champions, the Los Angeles Rams, who, by the way, I'm hearing the reason why they keep signing all of these people is because they figured out a way around the cap that if you pay them cash. Is that true? It can't be true. That can't be what they're doing because I know... I mean, if the Patriots did that, we'd never hear the end of it. Let's see here. Rams pay cash. Ram paid cash, paid Ram cash. He allowed discount. uh, Salary cap. Let's see if this comes up. Was it just a hate and... The cash over cap philosophy is well explained by Andrew Brandt. On the Pat McAfee show, in the clip below, he explains how the Rams were able to pay Stafford $61.5 million this season with a salary cap hit of just $13.5 million. What the fucking fuck? What the fuck? Where is Cash Game on ESPN? Why aren't they tearing their fucking hairs out about that and, and, and questioning whether that's a real fucking championship? You fucking answer me that. 
Okay, I, I want to get to the bottom. What in the fuck did the New England Patriots do to Roger Goodell? I want to know what the fuck we did that they're literally weighing our footballs and this fucking cunts, 13 and a half, they, they fucking buried like almost $48 million. Why the Titans can't play the salary cap game the Rams are? Wow, so much for fucking parody. Oh, what a surprise. Another L.A. team buys a fucking championship. All right. Why do I care? Why do I care? All right. I shouldn't care. I should not care. Oh, my God. I am going to have so much fucking fun watching this video learning about this shit, and then going on a goddamn sports fucking podcast to shit. I can't wait for the next time somebody brings up that fucking Jim Ursay horse shit. That is unbelievable. We'll give you $61.5 billion, and it's only going to be 13 and a half on the fucking cap. Isn't that something? Shout out to the Pat McAfee show. Huh? I don't know why that man isn't, isn't standing there. Instead of being in a tank top, he should be dressing like a gumshoe. You probably look like a flasher pervert in the park, but, you know, whatever. I'm just saying. Good for him. The cash over philosophy is, that's a philosophy? Oh, is that what it is? It's, oh, I, that's, oh, that's why, that's why it is. I'm sorry. That's a philosophy. Everybody else. Everybody else is uh, gamesmanship. Philosophy. A little, uh, you know, little tongue-in-cheek thing. Are you being a little cheeky? Fucking unbelievable. Fuck the fucking Rams. Fuck the Rams. Explaining how the Rams can afford so many big contracts. Here we go. Here we go. This is a question many fans are asking after seeing the Rams pay yet another star. It's a valid question, too, considering the NFL has a salary cap that each team has to stay under. Um, unless they have a philosophy that gets around it. This offseason alone, the Rams paid Matthew Stafford, Allen Robinson, Bobby Wagner, Aaron Donald, and Cooper Cup. The total value of those contracts is $431.5 million, a massive amount of money allocated to just five players. And when it comes to guaranteed money, the sum is north of $310 million. That is total guarantees, not guaranteed at signing. So there must be incentives. So again, how do the Rams keep affording all these contracts? The short answer is, is that they're really good at maneuvering this. Oh, is that what they are? Are they really good at maneuvering? Oh my God. These fucking adjectives are going to kill me. Yeah, they're not cheating. They're not getting an unfair advantage. They're not doing some boss hog shit. They're just really good at maneuvering the salary cap and figuring out ways to move money around so that they don't strap themselves financially in a single year. It's not as if the Rams are paying $431.5 million to those five players this year alone. They have plenty of time to pay that money out thanks to the structure of those contracts. Dude, fuck this shit. Fuck this shit, okay? Listen, good for them that they figured that out, all right? But I want all of you cunts. All of you cunts that came after my Patriots, I want you to have the same froth coming out of the sides of your fucking mouths with the goddamn Rams as you did with the Patriots. Where's that? Where's Jim Irsay now? Huh? What's he buying? Prince's cock ring on fucking eBay? What is he doing now? He doesn't give a fuck about the Rams? That guy was so that, that fucking piece of shit? Ugh. One of the biggest fucking cheats, manipulating, massaging, philosophically maneuvering the fucking system ever. And ESPN jumped on that bullshit, jumped on that that fucking ambulance chaser and rode that right into the sunset of fucking ratings of fans of loser football teams. I mean, that was a fucking goddamn year-long fucking story over a cunt hair worth of air taken out of a fucking ball that they found the Colts had done the same to their, their footballs. That lasted a fucking year. 
These guys are completely manipulating the salary cap, building a supers team, and going around league parity. And nobody has a fucking thing to say about it. And they're actually complimenting them. The short answer is, they're really good at it. (laughs) Way to go, Rams. Way, Way to figure out a way to give yourself a ridiculously unfair advantage and win a Super Bowl trophy. And congratulations to ESPN. Sitting on your fucking hands on this one. You know what it is? Sam Donaldson, is that his fucking name? Whatever his fucking name is, their quarterback. He's, he's just, was it, did it really just come down to the fact that Tom Brady was beautiful? <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't know. Matthew Stafford, Sam Donaldson. That's a fucking news anchor. That's how mad I am. Matthew, <laughs> Sam Donaldson. <laughs> Sorry, it's been hot the last few days out here. (laughs) Oh, God, here come the Photoshop. Sam Donaldson, trending on the Rams website. Matthew Stafford, yeah, he's just a regular-looking guy. He looks like he wrote one country hit single. He had a good year in the late 90s or maybe the beginning of George Bush's uh, campaign in 2000 when he went went up against fucking Al Gore. My turn. That fucking guy. The guy who told us about the inconvenient truth um, as he flew around in the private jet. Like, how did he not see that coming? The way I should have seen, I can't sit there and rant and rave about this when I flew a fucking helicopter for no reason other than I just want to remember how to do it yesterday. Um, I flew great, by the way. Um, yeah. I flew fucking great, and uh, it was a nice nice time out there, nice solitude, made me not think about anything other than, you know, what I had to do up there. It's a good time. I like flying out, uh, going up to five, New Hall Pass, and just going out there. It's a lot quieter, up by six flags, bang a left, go to Santa Inez, you know, it's always a fun one. Hey, any pilots out there flying to Santa Inez? Where is the junkyard? I always hear over the junkyard. I know it's west of the airport, but I've Google mapped it. I cannot find the junkyard. Did there used to be a junkyard there and now it's something else? So it's still just called the junkyard? The same way they say uh, Old Mako for Burbank, even though whatever the fuck that was doesn't exist anymore. Um, all right. I am still waiting for my reads, man. I'm still waiting for the reads, man. Oh, by the way, this week, uh, I got a run of dates coming up. And I'm also going to see, uh, I'm going to go revisit my ute in, um, where the fuck? Oh, here we go. We got some live reads here. Beautiful. I'm going to go see the, uh, I'm going to go see Joan Jett. Or as my daughter calls her, Joan Jet Rocks. Because I used to say that to her. And she'd be like, Dad, who's this? And I would say, Joan Jet, And she'd be like, Joan Jet." I'd go, yeah, Joan Jet Rocks. So then she started saying, Dad, can you put on, can you put on Joan Jet Rocks? <laughs> All right. Uh, butcher box, everybody. You know, finding quality food isn't always easy. Processed food and poor production practices are running rampant. Why is it running rampant? Why don't the politics... Oh, that's right, because they're paid by those pricks. Uh, Luckily, there's ButcherBox. ButcherBox takes the guesswork out of finding high-quality meat and seafood you can trust. 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. Humanely raised, no antibiotics or added hormones. Ultimate convenience. Get just what you want delivered right to your doorstep. Free shipping, for the continental U.S. and no surprise fees. Choose from a variety of box plan options from curated to customized and change your plan whenever you want. Take chicken breasts off your grocery list. Butcher Box is offering our listeners an incredible deal that they've never offered before. Free chicken for a year. Free. Get two pounds of free-range organic chicken breasts for every for free in every order when you sign up at ButcherBox.com and use the code BURR. Claim this deal at ButcherBox.com and use the code BURR. Here's a question. 
Is there anything more precious than the safety of you and your loved ones? Of course not. So isn't, so isn't it strange that not all home security uh, companies truly put you first? Old school home security companies set you up with outdated technology, overcharge you for service, and lock you into uh, binding multi-year contracts. That's why I use and trust Simply Safe Home Security. Simply Safe protects you with cutting edge security technology powered by 24 7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back. With 24 7 professional monitoring, Simply Safe's agents call you the moment a threat is detected and dispatch police or first responders in an emergency, even if you're not at home or can't be reached. Simply Safe blankets your home in protection with advanced sensors for every room window and door hd security camera for inside and outside your home smarter ways to detect motion that only alert that only alert you when a threat is real and even hazard sensors that instantly detect fires floods and other threats to your home our monitoring experts use proprietary advanced response technology to visually confirm when a break-in is real so you can get the highest priority dispatched uh, police dispatch. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash burr. Go today and claim a free indoor security camera plus 20% off with interactive monitoring. Go to simplysafe.com S-I-M-P-L-I-S-A-F-E dot com slash burr. There's no safe like simply safe. And isn't that what we all want to be? Um, all right. Well, I'm still waiting for the read, so I'm going to hit pause here. Uh, it won't affect your life. I'll come back in like two seconds. All righty. So just hang in there. All right. And don't go to the NFLreference.com and look up Sam Donaldson. Thank you. All right. And I am back. Still don't have what I need. I had what I needed, and then I looked at it, and then somehow I just, I don't know, magically deleted it. So I'm still waiting for the letters from you guys. Ladies and gentlemen, to listen to the podcast. Evidently, the volume's been too low. I just found that out, so I brought it up a little bit. I apologize. Um, also, people have been asking. People have been asking. People are talking about, Bill, where's, can I buy any of the Fenway Park merch? Um, that will be available this week. The store will go live. We're working on Wednesday. Uh, follow me on the socials. I'll, uh, I'll post it on Instagram and uh, Twitter before, you know, like the day before. is. I'll give you plenty of time. Oh, and the content is here. And before I get into the content, um, you know, they always all those golfers always talk about how golf's the most difficult game. Like, hey, man, you're just playing against yourself. It's so fucking hard. Everybody has to shut up when you hit the ball and all of that. Um, here's another sport that you have to shut up when they hit the ball, which I actually think is more difficult, is I think tennis. I think I could debate with somebody. I, I think I could present a solid argument how it is a battle against yourself and you have to hit a ball that's going upwards of 130 miles an hour with spin on it. And like I watched one the other day with that dude who always wins the French Open was uh, just got smoked the first set. And then in the second set, he finally broke the other guy. And the other guy who was playing with him, no problem, kicking his fucking ass. I've seen this a zillion times, a zillion times. It's like, you know, you know, like in golf when you hit a bad shot and then your whole fucking day falls apart? In tennis, when you're playing somebody that is ranked higher than you are, where you have to go to psychologically to be like, I can play with this fucking person. And then you start kicking their ass and you almost don't believe it. And then all of a sudden, once they break you and then the crowd gets behind the other person because they know that person, you know, and all the whores in the crowd want to fuck him afterwards and get some of his fucking, I want a major tennis money. They start getting behind him. How deep you have to go. And that is all on you psychologically, just like, uh, just like in golf, where like, say if you're playing baseball and you get the yips, somebody hits the ball to you and you fucking throw it into the stands, you know, you still have like the next guy gets up. What are the odds he's going to hit it to you? You can still get out of that fucking inning. You could go the rest of the game and they never hit it to you. And you're sitting there ah, ah, in your head, freaking the fuck out, but nothing ever comes of it because the ball never goes to you. 
Tennis isn't like that. It comes at the second you hit it, it comes right back to you unless the other person fucks up. I think it's a harder game, personally. More athletic game, all of that type of shit. I just don't, the the reason why people don't understand it is because if you walk into a, a doctor's office and they see you have high cholesterol, high blood pressure and that type of shit and they want you to walk more, they don't say take up tennis. They tell everybody out there to take up golf. Why do they do that? Because it involves walking and minimal athletic ability to play the sport. I would say out of all the fucking sports that could, you could just actually go out there. I'm not saying you won't be all over the course, but people, I just pick it up, pick it up. And they can just, you can just play at the pace that everybody plays as long as you bring enough fucking golf balls with you. There's no other sport like that. So, um... You know, part of this might be, be because I'm so fair-skinned that, uh, that you know, I can't play the game, you know, prior to 7 p.m. at night, uh, 8 p.m. on the West Coast. All right, uh, here's some letters. Not letters. Nobody has letters anymore in email. Um, all right, here's some emails. Uh, Sherbert, which I learned is Sherbert. I don't even know how to say it. Any- I don't even know how to fucking say it anymore. I don't care because I don't order it. Bootleg ice cream. Uh, Bill, I read some comments on the YouTube post of the podcast and asked from f- friends, asked some friends at work. We all thought it was Sherbert. Anyone who didn't either manufactured the stuff or had a relative that invented it. All right. He said that invented, had a relative, oh, a relative invented. I was going to say you're as dumb as me and actually I'm dumb because I didn't read it right. I have to go again. Who is using Google Chrome? We would like to know. Fucking business is it of yours? Um, as I answer the question. How, once again, if you missed it last week, how to pronounce. I don't even know how to spell it. It's H-S-H-O-B-E-R-T. Schobert. How to pronounce Schobert. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Where is it? Schaubert. Schaubert. It's not Schaubert. Fuck you. I, I refuse. I, I, I don't accept that answer. Schaubert. You want some ice cream or some Schaubert? Schaubert. I think it's Schaubert. Like, show me the money. Show, Schaubert. All right. Morbidly, morbidly obese. Greetings from across the pond. I wanted to contact you to thank you. Uh, It's because of you that has given me the encouragement to get the help that I've been silently screaming for. There's a bit of backstory, so please bear with me. Oh, Jesus Christ. And here I am fucking talking about global warming and all that, bringing you down. I'm a 37-year-old male who is registered as morbidly obese. Four months ago, I hit rock bottom, and as I, I, as I weighed in at 463 pounds during a routine hospital appointment, I never felt so ashamed and angry at myself as I did then. Um, well, if it makes you feel any better, I just gave my old school sizes pre-pandemic, uh, and I had a fitting, and like, not only could I not button the shirt, I couldn't even get the shirt together. There was like an inch of flesh showing. It's like I put on 20 coats of paint. Uh, for the last few years, I've been waiting for an operation called a sleeve gastrectomy. Uh, it's where a large part of my stomach is removed, so it's much smaller than it was before. That means you cannot eat as much as you could before surgery, and you'll feel full sooner. But COVID put the brakes on that, and the subsequent backlog of operations caused as a result. I asked the hospital if there's anything that they could do in the meantime they offered me a course of daily injections to do at home and appetite suppressant i've been on these since the end of april and in that time i've lost 54 pounds that's great and it's still coming off i now eat regular somewhat healthy meals and go for walks i'm actually thinking about starting the gym exclamation point listen up he's getting up like hulk hogan Got that fed hand. You know when he went to drop the hand the last time and it just stayed up there and the whole fucking place went nuts? This is great. God help us all. LOL. Fuck that, dude. 
Get out there. This is awesome. It's because of you ranting on about the obesity crisis in your comedy specials and or podcast, which gave me the encouragement to ask for the help I needed. There you know. I know for a fact I would be dead by the time I reached 40 if I didn't do anything. So thank you. Well, good for you, sir or ma'am. That's awesome. And because you said that, I'm actually going to go for a walk in this fucking 100 degree fucking heat. Got to do something. Sitting around in this fucking house. It's driving me crazy. Um, all right. Although I do like being home. It's, oh, it's a struggle. Well, you know what I do is I go for the walks when, uh, when my son has a nap. I, my wife took a great picture of us yesterday. We were both sitting on the couch watching football. I'm watching football on the couch with my son. I mean, it's just, it's just, there's nothing better than that. Nothing. There's no car. There's no drum kit. There's, gen, there's helicopter. There's no nothing. It's just nothing. And we're sitting there, and I didn't realize it. We were both sitting there the exact same way. And uh, I had my hand over my, you know, on my son. I was, I was rubbing his head as we were just sitting there staring at the TV watching some college football. My wife took this great picture of us. Um, it's just the best. Having the kids is, is the best. You, you, you literally make how However many you have, you're making friends. <laughs> People you can hang out with. Um, I actually had a great conversation with my daughter last night. She was like watching TV and I said, hey, can I ask you something? And she was like smiling because she wanted to watch her show. I said, can I, can I ask you something? She goes, what? And I go, do you like me? And she immediately smiles. She goes, yeah. I go, am I a good dad? She goes, yeah. And I go, are you happy when I come home? And she goes, yeah. And I go, all right, thanks. <laughs> you got to check in. You got to check in. You can't be like, you know, do you go like, ah, oh, fuck, the asshole's home. Um, all right, medical talk. Dear Bill Burgeoning Vocabulary Burr. I know that's said with a bunch of sarcasm. Uh, oh, man, I learned a new French word. Was it Some renseignement. Excusez-moi. Je voudrais un petit renseignement, monsieur. A piece of information. Um, That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, I usually let your discussions of medicine fall by the wayside. (laughs) Well, you know what? I I would say that that's a very good instinct. If you do that, uh, because they rare, because they're rarely specific. Well, yeah, I don't have a medical degree. Um, uh, but your fan mail today was too much for me to be able to ignore. (laughs) Oh, wait a minute. Are you suggesting that my ignorance, it's so ignorant that you're not, you know, but it's not specific. So you don't feel it's doing any harm, but evidently. You know, it's like some unathletic person. I took enough half-court shots and one went in and then somebody responded and you realized that there was a leak in the dam and now you're gonna, now you're gonna with your bigger brain, you're gonna, you're gonna seal it, I hope. Anyway, for context, I'm a, general surge, I'm a general surgery resident at a large academic institution in the Midwest. Wow, a lot of big words in that sentence. All right, so you're a, you're a, a, a surgery apprentice in a big hospital in Nebraska. Why couldn't you just say that? Um, first, you're a backup quarterback in a hospital in Nebraska. You can't say that. You got to say I'm a general surgery resident in a large academic institution in the Midwest. Um, okay, first, there is definitely a lot of doctor. There's definitely a lot doctors can do for obese patients. Although there is medication. Oh Jesus! Someone just wrote about injections and this may help some patients what we are finding is the neuroformal changes that occur in obesity obesity are overwhelming in many ways which explains the trouble people have losing weight on their own second you mentioned lap band surgery most major centers that treat obesity and offer weight loss surgeries don't perform this procedure anymore because the bands cause trouble like eroding into the stomach And he writes, gross. Oh, gross. Like I say it. I was supposed to do the Bill Burr reading. Like eroding into the stomach. Gross. 
Sorry, sir. Uh, we or ma'am. We now do various or they. We now do various other procedures: sleeve gastrectomy, rouenie, rouenie bypass. Is that some French procedure? R O U X dash E N dash capital Y. Do Dednal's switch to name a few that alter the hormonal system in addition to offering a restrictive component, which means you make the stomach smallest that you feel full sooner. In regards to cancer detection, what was written from the, another listener isn't wrong, but is horrifyingly incomplete. All right, this had to do with sugars. And I don't remember what I read. <laughs> I'm going to go Reagan here and say, I don't, I don't recall. Um, first off, what is being described is called a PET, P-E-T, position emission tomography. Uh, CT scan. It had something to do with them shooting sugar into your body and the sugar goes to the cancer. Meaning you should stay away from sugar because sugar causes cancer. That was the lunch pail Louie sort of response that um, that I had on this fucking, from, from a listener who also wasn't a doctor or a resident at an academic institution in a Midwestern location. Um, which can I be, okay, which can be used to identify certain types of cancer. It's true that a radio-labeled tracer is tagged to a sugar moiety, which is taken up by cancer cells. However, the truth is that every cell in your body uses sugar as its fuel. All food you eat is ultimately processed down to sugar. In fact, when looking at these scans, there is an orange haze produced as a result. Uh, what happens in cancer is that the cells are rapidly growing and thus need more fuel, so they take up tons of this sugar and thus look very bright on the scan. Oh, but most can oh, but most cancers aren't detected this way. Breast cancer is identified on ultrasound or, or X-ray um, mammography. Colon cancer is identified with the colonoscopy. Hey, been there twice. Um, nothing identified, but they definitely looked around. I hope you've uh, at least one given. I c- can see your scrotum peeking out from your pan leg. <laughs> uh, you get the point. Yeah, I think you're trying to say I'm old. Yes, I've, I've had two. <laughs> my, my voice, I've had two. Uh, anyway... Parentheses S. Anyway, your comedy is excellent, and the podcast get me through so many chores around the house without wanting to die inside. I love that you're constantly working on yourself and your anger, and I am working on mine too for our first child, a girl. Oh, congratulations! Who will be here before I know it? Uh, deep dish sucks, and go fuck yourself. Um, dude, you're having a girl. That's gonna be the greatest thing for you and your anger, because now you know. You probably, I think if you're an angry person, you were treated like shit growing up, so you have some sort of self-loathing. So even if you want to do it for yourself, your self-loathing kind of gets in the way of it. Um, when you have a daughter, forget about it. It's over. Now you, have, now you have something undeniable that you have to do it for. That's why I was asking my daughter those questions. You know, are you happy when I come home and everything? By the way, she gave me a huge hug after she said yes. Um, and you know what's cool now? She's now at an age I don't read her books anymore. Because she can start, she can read now. Is uh, she said last night? She said, "Dad, I want you to put to, I want you to put me to bed." And and then she said something like, "Lie down and talk to me and ask me the questions you do." So what I do is at night I just lay down next to her. Hopefully I don't, <laughs> I don't fall asleep. Her bed is comfortable, so I just lay down, and uh, I feel like that's a good time to like check in on her see how she's doing see how it's going at school um and that type of stuff and uh i'm telling you the ride that you're signing up for is is going to be great and as much as what you're doing with your career is fantastic you make sure you 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 have enough time for your kids because that's what it's all about um i know everybody knows that but you still have to say it all right shitty neighbors shitty neighbors oh jeez hey billy big screen i'm reaching out to you as someone who has a bit of a neighbor problem and have a landlord problem so a young couple moved into the apartment complex let me read that again i'm reaching out to you as someone who's had a bit of a neighbor problem and a landlord problem oh brother 
your landlord's not helping you with your neighbor or they're both assholes in their own worlds? Oh, boy. Here we go. So a young couple moved into the apartment complex that my wife and I have lived in, lived at for six years, and they have a bit of a shitbox car collecting problem. Our lot has enough spots for two cars per room, eight rooms in the complex, so that means there's 16 spots. Don't worry, Bill. I'm coming to you for advice. The least I can do is not make you do math. (laughs) It's kind of scary how well you guys know me at this point. Um, Anyways... It even, it even says in the lease that you can only have two, but the property has undergone new management and the newbies aren't nearly as hands-on with the towing cars for being ran, run-down pieces of shit. Uh, they had three, and one of them was broken down for three months before I put a note on there asking if they can move it or fix it, to which they replied by putting three sheets of paper with red writing on them on the inside of their windshield They read, we live here, the car runs, mind your own business. Ah, yes. Yeah, the ignorant. Part of being ignorant is you have no empathy, which leads to anywhere from being an asshole to joining a hate group. Uh, Now I have walked past this car with these sheets of paper on the windshield for over two months and even asked the maintenance guy to help me out citing the lease. He basically told me that because of the toothless nature of the owners, his hands are tied. Now, as I'm writing to you, I found out this evening that these people went out and got a nice car and parked it in the lot also. I thought of a lot of things, including putting painter's tape on the hood in the shape of a dick with a note on it that says, next time it'll be spray paint, Move the fucking car. Oh, God. Oh, God. Now you, you live in that world. Uh, but I just can't do it. Yeah, don't do it. Do I find my zen and just deal with walking past all these fucking cars every morning with my tail between my legs? Or do I confront these people and hope for results? I'm not a conf- confrontational person. Yeah, that's why you were going to, like, fuck with their car. That's what a non-confrontational person does. Dude, if you're not going to go over there and just beat the shit out of it, which you shouldn't do because you're either going to lose or you're going to get sued. Um, Or you could lose and get sued. There's no winning. If you're a fully functioning adult, like, and you actually have done something with your life, you, you, like, fighting is not an option past, like, high school. Uh, I'm not a confrontational person unless you have to, okay? But due to some events that have happened in my life over the past year, I'm worried that I'll start to see red if they don't agree with my request and say some stuff that I can't take back and will make seeing them in the future a bit awkward. Thanks for the help, Bill, and good job on the movie. I can't wait to see it. Um, The way I see it, you you got three options here. You, you just deal with it, you move, or save up money and buy a house. Those are your options. But if the landlord isn't going to do anything, um, I can tell you this. When you move out and the next people look at your place and they see 20 junkers or whatever sitting out there, that's going to fuck with their world. Um, I guess you could also lawyer up and deal with that and just say it says here in the lease I have to deal with this. As long as the cars aren't in your way, um, you know, there's another thing. You could actually talk to him and just say, listen, I'm sorry. I was in a bad mood. I actually like the car. And just talk to him about cars and shit like that. And maybe you can just make friends with the person. But uh, Or you can use it as motivation to get the fuck out of there and get, you know, Get something else going where people like that aren't in your life. But then what happens is you end up buying a house. If you buy a house, what I would suggest is uh, do a number of drive-bys. Like if you look at it during the week or on a weekend, sometimes like they strategically show the house when whatever loud, annoying thing that might be happening isn't happening in like the neighborhood or whatever. And, um, you know, I mean, I would be as bold. I, I mean, I wouldn't be as bold. I wish I was to knock on the door of a neighbor and just be like, hey, how do you like the neighborhood? Is there anybody here that's just a ma- Is the person on the other side a major pain in the ass? Blah, 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 blah. No. For all you know, you knock on the door, the pain in the ass. Um, yeah, I'm sorry you're going through that, dude. That's the fucking worst. But 
Um, I guess there's another thing. If the car runs, you could steal it. <laughs> but everybody has cameras now. That's another reason. <coughs> um, yeah, don't get involved. Like, revenge is a, uh, that's one of the darkest of all human emotions. And uh, that's just not, even when somebody deserves it, I just avoid it and just, I avoid it. I just like, all right, whatever. I'm just going to keep living my life, keep being successful at what I want to do, whatever the fuck that is. And I'll just, I'll leave it alone. You know, I looked at those goddamn Vista Light drums and now Ludwig is always popping up and they really have beautiful drums. And I wish they would stop it because I'm going to buy a kit if they don't stop the exact thing that they want. I mean, look at this one. What the fuck is that? They got a green Vista. You can't buy the amber Vista light. I don't like how the amber one is the only one. Every one of the one has like a 22. The amber one is 26. Where the fuck are the 24s, you cunts? Um, all right. Now, where do we go here? Talk about the bass drums, if you're wondering. Uh, shitty neighbors. I work at Fenway and need your opinion. All right. I hope you're doing well. I've been listening since... 2016, but this is my first time writing in. I was at your show at Fenway and was very happy to be part of the entire experience. I actually worked security at Fenway, but took the night off to see the show, patting myself on the back like a hero here. Uh, I've been working on seven years on the side. I've been working for seven years on the side. I'm a full-time student, four-year underground, one gap, two years law school. Look at you crushing it. And I'm stationed in the area behind home plate when I'm working. Jesus Christ, dude, why don't you just name your name here? Foul balls often end up stuck in the net above the crowd behind home plate and remain there until after the game when a guy retrieves them with the ladder. After the game ends, fan will often throw objects up at the net to knock them onto the field and then asking us to hand it to them. We tell them not to do this because it is a safety hazard to those around them. And as a result, we say that even if they are successful in knocking it down, we won't give it to them. Yeah, because you can't encourage that. I also try to warn them of this before knocking anything down, but they don't always hear me. As you may predict, even if they do hear it, people often ignore that message. One night following a game after telling people not knock the ball down from the net, a man about 45 years old proceeds to knock the, a ball and ask me to hand it to him. Given that he blatantly ignored the instructions I gave, I pick it up and walk away, which is something we often have to do. I find a little kid and give the ball rather than the 45-year-old man. I then move from the spot on the field to walking in the stand, which are mostly empty at this point, and clearing out stragglers. As I'm walking, a lady from behind says, and I quote, that was a real asshole thing you did, and I'm going to post it on social media. I immediately thought of you and couldn't help but laugh later on. What do you think, Bill? Is this policy ridiculous? No, because what would happen is that 45-year-old guy is going to throw something up there. It's going to come down on somebody's head and either hurt him or hit somebody who's sue happy, and then the Red Sox are going to get sued, not the person that threw it. Um, Anyway, I think you did the right thing. P.S. I heard you talking about pizza places in Massachusetts. I grew up in Walpole, and my... Friends and I always love going to the Pleasant Cafe in Roslindale. It's not an individual mini bar pizza. It's regular size, but it's absolutely delicious. Another great spot for those mini individual bar pizzas is called Crisp in the Walpole, in Walpole Mass. It's a newer place, but it's ridiculously good. Uh, my friends and I have debates about whether it's better than Town Spa. Thanks for all the laughs and keep up the great work. Sincerely, Larry. Oh, my God. I'm going to put together a coffee table book of these fucking uh, bar pizza places. No, I'm not going to do that because then that would ruin it. Everybody would go to the same fucking ones. All right, but I'm adding those to my list. Thank you so much for that information. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, I think that's it. Go fuck yourselves and I'll check in on you on uh, Thursday and uh, I'm going to sit in the air conditioning hoping this global warming thing is just a hoax and I'm going to watch... my Tampa Bay Devil Rays against the Yankees. See what happens. Praying that uh, Aaron Judge hits a home run. Still rooting for that. But as a Red Sox fan, I I, I am, uh, I don't know. I find myself watching a lot of Yankee baseball lately. <laughs> Sorry. All right, bye.